Hey everyone, welcome to the Balanced Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Marie-Pierre, and for all my English friends out there, you can call me Marie. I am a registered dietitian with a background in psychology. My passion in life is to help individuals heal their relationship with food and their bodies. If you're tired of dieting and tired of restriction, you are at the right place. I'm hoping that this podcast will help and support you as you heal your own relationship with food and your body and give you the tools, the resources, and the knowledge that you need to finally ditch the diets. Every week, you will be hearing from guest experts and myself on all things food, body, and mind. I am so happy that you're here and I cannot wait to support you on your journey. Let's get started. dietitian podcast i hope that you are doing well i'm sorry for my singing i should never sing at the beginning of a podcast i don't know what why i do it um but today let's talk about today today i'm having a really amazing guest on so today we have katie gilbertson who is coming to talk to us about body shame so katie has her master's in clinical counseling and runs her private practice for mental health support and she focuses on boundaries, shame, relationship, trauma, and body liberation. So she also has a podcast called the Shame Rebel Podcast, where she really focuses on how shame impacts us socially and culturally. So she started her own journey of body acceptance two years ago and is now helping all of her clients do the same thing. It was such a cool episode. Um, But before we get started into body shame, I do want to give you a trigger warning. Body shame is a hard topic. If you're sitting here feeling all sorts of way about your body, it can be hard. So I just want to make sure that you are in a good place. Um, We do ask reflective questions during the podcast. So I just want you to be in a good space to be able to listen to this. Although this is a hard topic to talk about, I think it's really essential to talk about the different layers of body shame, but to talk also on the impact of fat phobia in our society and the different layers of if you live in a larger body, how that body shame is intensified. So this was a really cool episode and I hope that you will enjoy it. And if you do, please, please, please leave us a review. So if you can pause it, pause this podcast, if I can speak, it would be easier. But if you could pause this podcast and go to your Apple podcast and leave us a review, it means so much to us. We read every one of them and it really helps us increase our reach. So again, I would be super grateful for that. And if you want to send me a photo on Instagram with your review, I will send you a copy say thank you. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, everyone, welcome back to the Balanced Dietitians podcast. I'm so happy that you're here today. And I'm super pumped about our guest today. We're having Katie Gilbertson, who's here with us. So hello, Katie. Hello. (laughs) Oh, how are you? I am great. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. I'm super pumped about what we're going to talk about today. Today we're talking about body shame. And I think it's something that um, a lot of people feel and no one wants to talk about. <laughs> so I yeah. think it's going to be a really cool episode. Um, but before we get into it, do you want to tell us a little bit about you, who you are and what got you to do the work that you do today? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I 
started my like body shame journey about two years ago. Um, I had always kind of just not been happy with my relationship with my body growing up, uh, for like various reasons. Um, and so, so much of my self-esteem and my identity was wrapped up in my body shame. And I just like up until a couple of years ago, could not pinpoint like why I was so unhappy. Um, and so I started seeing in my therapy practice, uh, body shame popping up for other people. And I was like, well, if I'm going to help them with theirs, I should probably take a hard look at mine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I started working with a dietitian um, that came from the lens of health at every size and was very, um, like shame focused as in like, let's kind of try to pinpoint where the, it's coming from and how to dismantle that so that you can have a good relationship with your body. Um, and so I worked with her for a couple of years and just kind of took all of that knowledge and integrated it into my therapy. And now that's kind of just like a major part of what I do with folks. So I love that so much. Like I love when people use their own experience and struggle to then either like, well, better themselves, like work on themselves, but then to help other people heal. Like, I feel like the fact that you have that like lived experience is so freaking awesome. But I'm super curious when you say that your identity was wrapped up in body shame, like what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Uh, so most of my stuff comes from like high school years and just the, like the ups and downs of relationships and, um, figuring out like what success means and what failure looks like and all of that for me. And it just seemed like so much of that was connected to, well, if I was smaller, then I would have more value in these certain areas of my life. Um, and it would mostly pop up in relationships and kind of just how, uh, maybe people perceived me. Um, so that's like, I really internalized a lot of that. And I took that with me through like my twenties and was just like, you know, if I, I don't know, like just kind of always doubting myself because of how the size of my body as it fluctuated over time, like looked and how people perceived me and that kind of stuff. Uh, I love that. And I'm sure that we're going to unpack more of that into the episode because all of these fucked up message that we get growing up that we all mm -hmm. internalize and even like super subtle ones, right. When we think of like TV and like what we see and all totally. of that. So I'm super, super pumped to, to talk about <laughs> you today and to talk about this, but I guess can we start with like defining like body shame as a concept? <laughs> like, sure. It's really talked about that much. So can we kind of yeah. talk about what that is really? Yeah. Um, so I, I label body shame as any thought or feeling that you have about your body that is negative or quote unquote bad. Um, like shame in general is like, it typically comes with messages around inadequacy or like, um, bad or, um, not good enough, like a lot of that stuff. <clears throat> so, uh, so body shame is definitely like having those thoughts about your body and it can go in all kinds of different places. It doesn't just have to be size of your body, but it can be, you know, your relationship with food, um, like 
marks that are on your body, um, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. It seems to me, it's almost like that, like inner critical voice that we all have is really like knee deep in that shame, right? Mm -hmm. Like always telling us like not enough, not good enough. Like I think most people listening who have gone on diets and all that stuff, like we, we all have body shame to some degree, would you say? Totally. Yep. Yeah. And where, um, where does body shame come from? Like, I assume that we're not born (laughs) with it. So where does it come from? How do we acquire this? this voice, this concept here? Um, so I feel like most of it stems from our culture. Um, it definitely can also be family related, but I feel like our family or or any of our relationships kind of also pick it up through culture. Um, but there's a lot of like the United States culture is very like, fat phobic and very like, like weight loss obsessed and appearance obsessed and that kind of stuff. And so I feel like you step out your door at any moment, there's like a message coming at you about how your body should look or how you should feel in your body or, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. (laughs) So Yeah. Yeah. So basically like coming out from everywhere. And I'd love for us to talk about that piece of like fat phobic. So here in Canada, it's the same, like mm-hmm. all of it is so, so weight centric. It's um, yeah. What we hear all of the time. And I, I it's funny because I just did a presentation on like our self-trust and like, I had to go through kind of like a timeline of like, why do we stop like trusting ourselves? And it's kind of like all mixed together, but like from a young age, like all of the messages, right. From like just starting school to then being in high school to then like being maybe in university and like all at like each stages of our life, like these messages become more and more pervasive and they become mm-hmm. more and more like almost like personalized as an attack. I find like as we progress and just more hurtful. Yeah. Goes on too. Yeah. I mean, even with, with like being born, it's like, there's quote unquote baby weight or baby fat. And like, you know, when you, as you're growing up, it's like, oh, they've lost their baby fat or what, you know, like those are common statements that have been made. And so it's almost like right out the get-go, like your body is being assessed Mm -hmm. and like, depending on what it's not just like assess it's like assess with judgment right yeah depending on what you're hearing about it it's like you you just start to pick up on oh okay so you don't like that about me or this is wrong about me or you know whatever that is and then it just you just run with it (laughs) yeah yeah a hundred percent and oh there's so many directions that I want to go I know I'm like, but if we talk about that piece of fat phobia, so living in this culture, which you say, like for you, the way you describe this is like living in this culture is one of the biggest influencer of why we may have all like body shame internalized. So what is fat phobia? Like living in a culture that's fat phobic, like what does that actually mean? Yeah. Well, and I guess I should give like a little disclaimer here too, that when I talk about body stuff, a lot of times it's focused toward like larger bodies or um like people who struggle with being living in a larger body um and but i definitely know that shame is within all sizes um so if i talk about stuff that seems more focused on um larger bodies just know that i also know it exists everywhere <laughs> um 
So with fat phobia, it's a lot of like, I mean, in the name, right. It's being afraid of fat, like, um, whether it's fat on your body, being in love with someone who's fat, like it could, again, it just, yes, it branches out everywhere. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so it's just this, having this fear of, it could even just be fear of the word. Like, I feel like the word fat itself just comes with so many stereotypes and stigmas when really it's just a descriptor. Um, but culturally we've made it this like negative, um, I don't even know what the word is, but there's like, like the culture is, we don't want that. I don't want to identify as that. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and it just kind of snowballs into other things. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. It's like the fear of being fat, mm-hmm. right? Like, like the, the big piece and like, we, you see it in so many different degrees, like with an eating disorders, but disordered eating, but then also just like as adults of like, what does it mean to me to be fat? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, if you ask someone, and if you're listening and you're asking yourself that question, like, what does it mean to me to be fat? Or if I were to be fat, if you're not fat, what is, what would it mean to me? a lot of the time we have so much negativity that comes out that's attached to that word, right? Based on our conditioning in this society. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying it's like everything that keeps coming up all of the time. Right. Well, and if our identity or our, our self-esteem or our value is attached to our weight, then of course there's going to be a fear of gaining weight because, you know, that then immediately has this like, I'm not good enough feeling attached to it. And nobody wants to feel like they're not good enough. Nobody wants to feel like they're failing at things. Um, but because our culture has, a, has um, connected value with body size, then there's like this, oh shit, I need to be this certain size to then be good at my job, to then be attractive to my partner, to you know, feel like I can go do certain activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. uh, And if we think about that, like all of these things that lead to these thoughts that then lead to having like internalized body shame, like how does that impact someone's day-to-day life? Like if you carry a lot of shame around your body, like how does that show up for you? Mm -hmm. Um, well, for me personally, it was like me not taking risks or not, um, maybe trying new things that I would want to try. Um, like, uh, or feeling, let's see, I have a really hard time with engaging with movement. Um, any kind of physical activity immediately brings shame for me because I feel like, well, my body isn't athletic. My body isn't like, it doesn't, um, regularly engage in these things. So if I go to, a hike, for example, I'm worried that how people will perceive me. I'm worried that I will just shame myself the whole time. I'm worried my body won't be able to perform. And so then maybe I don't go do that thing that actually could benefit me mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. Um, so I see like body shame can affect people in just kind of how they live their life. Um, and if they have a desire to go do something, but don't because of their body, 
you know, now they're not maybe having a fulfilling life. A hundred percent. And I wanted to ask you that question because I feel as though feeling shitty about our body is like normalized, right. especially if you live in a larger body, mm-hmm. right? Like it is so normalized that some people are just kind of like, oh, like it's almost like we don't see how much it can take away from us when we're continuously living with the shame because we're so used to that reality that we have. Right. But being able to see like, no, like when we, when we live with that, like it does take a lot away from us when mm-hmm. we're not able to show up as who we are as humans because of the earth suit that we're in and like the fear that we have of what other people will say or what we will think and just everything that encompasses, like it's really truly something that um, takes away a lot from our, from our lives. Yeah. And I feel like that's a big misconception of like the body positive movement or, you know, I like to call it body liberation, right? Is that it, (laughs) it feels like that's people's people perceive body positivity as well you're condoning poor health but that's not actually what's happening because the problem there is people assume that um fat bodies are not healthy but there are a lot of people in larger bodies that are healthy and don't have like kind of the stereotypical like diabetes high blood pressure like that kind of stuff right it's so again it's like trying to disconnect these assumptions of this body obviously equals poor health. Like there are lots of people who are strong, do regular like activities. There's Olympians that are in larger bodies, right? Like, so I just, I feel like that's a big issue when broaching like body acceptance with people is letting them know, like, it's not about condoning poor health. No. And I, I love that you brought that up. Cause I think a lot of people will think like, well, the, like the opposite of body shame, like I should aim for like that body positivity and all of the things. And like a hundred percent, like one, again, going back to the space of space that like, you think that like weight and health is interrelated. Like that's part of the movement. Like we need to do a lot more work there. Mm-hmm. Um, people of all sizes are healthy and unhealthy and health is also a value. Like you being unhealthy does not make you less valuable in your body or right. your body like oh because I'm unhealthy like I've had clients who are living in larger body I'm like oh I just feel so lucky that I'm healthy because at least I'm I have my health and I can prove it I can prove that my body's okay because I'm healthy mm-hmm. like this is so fucked up right like someone in a thin body will never have this idea of like I'm lucky I'm healthy because then I can prove that my body's adequate right right and like that's part of the issue that we see of like if you live in a larger body that like then health becomes like this thing that I need to justify my size because I'm still healthy. Right. Or I have to advocate for medical providers to listen to me because they're assuming things as opposed to actually like fully testing things. Yeah. And what do you think about like the body positivity and like, we should all aim to like love our body. Like, would that be the, I mean, I think just like with anything, there's, it can go too far and it can be like a talk. There's always a toxic side of everything. Um, I just say for people who are new to this and trying to learn how to shift their thoughts on their body, like being neutral about it is fine too. (laughs) Like you don't have to go from, I hate this to, I love this. Like you can also find a middle ground of like, okay, this is my body. And, you know, sometimes that's a better place to start just because it's 
it does, it might not feel as fake <laughs> when you start to unravel some of this stuff. A hundred percent. Like I feel like placing like body love as the goal is a huge fucking step from where we're at. Right. <laughs> Especially in the society that we're in, like just being okay and neutral about your body, living in diet culture is pretty cool too, to be able to be like, Hey, no, wait, no, this is my body. Right. And mm-hmm. that that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm just stopping this episode to tell you about the balance program. As we're talking in this episode, body shame is something that has been ingrained for such a long time. It is normalized culturally. It's something that, you know, a lot of us have had from a very young age. Therefore, it is work in in unpacking all of the layers and healing, right? Like we don't go from body shame to loving our body tomorrow, and that is okay. And although this is work and although this can be hard, it doesn't have to be you know, super challenging and hard. You get to have support and guidance if you choose to. And this is where I want to invite you to join us in the balance program. In the balance program, we have a whole section on body image work. We go through the steps. So we actually go through seven different steps around body respect and trust and acceptance and all of the different layers that we want to go through in order to have body acceptance, body liberation, and just feel better in our bodies. The goal of the program is to give you full freedom around food, around your body, so you can focus on you. And if you are interested in like focusing on your health as well, we do have a whole section on that too, how we can take care of ourselves outside of diet culture, because it doesn't have to be hard, it doesn't have to be shameful, you get to just live in alignment and I want to help you do that. So if you are interested, go check out the program at thebalancepractice.com forward slash program, or the link will be in show notes. And I will be so pumped to support you. This is the work that I love to do. Like this is why I was put on this planet and I cannot wait to work with you. All right, let's get back to the episode. Um, Can we talk maybe about a few either like thinking traps or where people get stuck in terms of their struggle with body, body shame and how we can start like overcoming some of those thought processes. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I might've already listed a few of them, but it's like a lot of, um, like I will do X, Y, Z when I lose weight or I will like, again, I keep like the, the value stuff keeps popping up in my head again, because I feel like that's so much of the, what the underlying is of like, I will start dating when I lose weight or I will, um, try. Yeah. Just a lot of like, I'm going to put my life on pause until I hit this certain goal, which, um, you know, like weight loss isn't an overnight thing. Um, if that is a goal, like maybe explore why it is and where like is shame part of that or not. Um, like there's lots of things to explore before, um, I guess coming to that body love place. And I think a lot of people get stuck there where it's like, I'm stuck in my head about it and this is, this feels ugly or icky. So I'm not going to like go beyond that. Yeah. Well, it's almost like it feels, um, or the way I see it anyways, in my perspective, it's almost like it feels impossible. Like we are told Mm -hmm. from such a young age that like the only solution is to lose weight, to be smaller. 
So I feel like it's so hard when you have all of this shame, all of these thoughts around your body and you live in a larger body and you live in this society. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hard to be able to change those mindsets. It's really hard to make that shift. Like there's so, so much unpacking to do of like where all of these thoughts came from and just like being able to start slowly unpacking all yeah. of the layers. Well, and I can also see like if somebody has been told their whole life that their body isn't good enough or is wrong, that they're, they may have thoughts of like, well, I'm already a failure. So why would I try to change these things or try to accept myself if I identify as like failure? Yeah. So, um, and I think part to to the other half of your question of like, what can be done about that? I think a, a major part of it is you have to grow your awareness about it first. Um, I always tell new clients, like the first half of therapy is gaining awareness of what's going on. You know, where do these messages come from? When are they triggered? All that stuff. And then the other half of therapy is creating change. Um, And so I think like, you know, if I, just as an example, if I am aware now that I worry that my value with my partner is related to the size of my body, I might start setting boundaries with my partner in ways of like, hey, when you say that, that, that makes me feel crummy about my body. And I need you to not do that or, or holding boundaries with myself around, like, maybe I should talk to myself in a more kind way. Um, and so now because you have awareness of where that stuff's coming from, now you can start doing behavioral changes that kind of shift those, those patterns. Yeah. I I love that so much. Like that piece of awareness. Like, I think that is so important, especially because we normalize a lot of these things. Like Mm -hmm. I know for myself, there's so many things I was doing, saying around my body that I didn't realize how gross and icky it was until I knew Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I was like, oh fuck, like this is not normal. Like this is pretty disordered or it's super shameful or it's just not nice to do that to myself. Um, but in the society that we're in, it's, it's so very normalized. So I think that like, I love that first step of like being able, like being aware, Mm -hmm. being able to like understand, like, where are all these things coming from for me? And like, where did I learn that my body had to be different than what it is now? Like where, where did that all come from for me? Because although we may have very similar stories living in similar cultures, like each of our stories is very personal. Mm -hmm. We all have different moments and events that like make it, um, yeah, that just stick with us. Yeah. I mean, when I was doing my work with my dietitian, I remember her asking me like, what's your relationship with food? Like, and no one had ever brought it up in that way before. And I was like, oh, I guess I do have a relationship with food. And like, what am I happy with? And what am I not happy with? But until she asked me that question, I had just never even considered like exploring food further. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love health at every size dietitians. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Uh, but that's so cool. So what other maybe practical tools you can have for someone who maybe is living in a space of like holding a lot of shame towards their body? Like what are things that we can start doing aside from the awareness piece? Yeah. Well, and this is always, um, it's always tricky because 
it's for whatever reason, whenever somebody asks me that question, my mind always goes blank and I don't know what that's about. (laughs) Um, but like, there's too many answers to this. (laughs) Yeah. And, and everybody's different. And, um, but I feel like, I, I feel like what, like giving yourself permission for things is a common, a common, I don't know, theme that comes up. Like, and what I mean by that is like giving yourself permission to eat, you know, foods that maybe you have messages around that aren't great, like, or, or giving yourself permission to even just start exploring your body stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think that's a really hard place to be is to just even be like, okay, I acknowledge that this is a thing for me, but now what do I do? Um, so, so giving yourself permission to do the things that you may have been told you shouldn't is a good play. It's a good first step. Um, I mean, I think seeking support from a professional would always be a good, <laughs> a good place. Um, and let's see. I mean, also what a, a major shift for me was changing the type of media that I consume. Mm-hmm. Um, so like on Instagram, for example, I, I like purposely sought out um, like body liberation professionals, or like I would read books that were <clears throat> focused on that subject, um, like really starting with education around it. I love that. I love that piece because when we think of like how our brain works, like what we see, if you see all the time, like thin people enjoying life in bikinis on the big beach, you're going to be like, I got to be a thin person on the beach, enjoying my life. Right. <laughs> you know? This is like a very oversimplification of how things work, <laughs> but it's true. Like if you always see the same images and we're always like consuming the same type of media, like it makes it super hard to change. Right. Cause it's almost, mm-hmm. it's not setting our environment. So I love that. Like, I love the piece of awareness and like I, I, I always talk about like setting our environment for success. So social media is such a huge part of it for sure. Like making sure that we're able to see people in different bodies, different shapes, different colors, just seeing humans, like doing mm-hmm. human things and not like everything filtered all of the time. Um, but also like in our house, like what do we have in our house that's kind of keeping us stuck? Like, do we have clothes that's too small and we're trying to put our body into things that don't fit and it feels really awful. And we're thinking about our our body all day because we're trying to like put it into something that's not nice. Like trying to think about what we have in our environment that we can, I want to use the word detox, but I hate that word with a passion. So I'm not going to use that word. So, but we can take away from our life um, to make it easier to do that change. Like, I think that's something that's super helpful. And then boundaries, like you said, like, Mm -hmm. I think boundaries is super hard. And like, if you have a hard time with it, like seeking support, I think is super helpful, especially as women. I think it's really hard for us to set boundaries Mm because a lot of us are people pleasers. Um, But it is super important. Like, how can we protect ourselves? Um, I think that's really cool. And a lot of really great advice. So if, if people listening, being able to see like, 
those first steps. And I think like, we're not going to come up with a list of 10 things because we need to start with the first thing first. <laughs> right. Um, it's hard because it's really, really hard. And I know that like, you know, if we've been in a space where we've felt body shame for a while, we're like, I am done with this. Like, I just want to feel better, but it is a process because there's it's like an onion. There's just so many layers that we need to go through and unpack until we get to that core. Yeah. And really what it comes down to is just setting an intention of, I am going to start doing this for myself. And because as we've even touched on already a couple of times, it can just branch off into so many areas of life and so many just different facets of, of being a human. And so really it's just like, okay, I'm going to decide today that I'm going to pick up a book about this and I'm just going to start reading about it. Or, you know, I'm going to go on whatever media platform and look and see what's out there. And like, I'm always a fan of baby steps. Like you don't have to, you know, pick up the book and read a chapter and put it down for a while and noodle on it and just, you know, see what happens. Um, but yeah, you definitely don't have to like go into this as like, I'm going to shift my entire world, (laughs) uh, because then people get overwhelmed and then they, they quit. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. And even it's like, even once you have a better relationship with body, like you'll still have those harder days Yes, you as humans. So if we aim for that perfection right away, like it's super, super hard. Okay. I have a question for you. I have a lot of thoughts about this. Like this conversation had just got me to think about this. So I'm curious to know what you think. I'm picturing someone listening to this and being like, okay, like I, I hear you guys. I'm, I'm tired of feeling shame in my body. Like I'm starting to like, almost like starting to shift that piece of like, okay, maybe, you know, I can work on my body image, but what if someone's like, I want to work on shame, but like weight loss is still such a big thing for me. Like I'm not able to let go of weight loss. Like can someone still work on their relationship to their body? Yeah, I, that, that one is a struggle, um, for sure. And I even still struggle with it too, around like body acceptance and weight loss feels very counter like they counter each other mm-hmm. um i just kind of come from it from i come at it from a place of if weight loss is your goal what is your motivation for that because if it's if your if your motivation is i need to do this for someone else i need to do this for aesthetic reasons I need to, you know, it's like, I guess really if, if I need to, I should, or I have to is attached to any of your goals, then shame is present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Cause like the thing, the way I think about it and like, this is a super complex question guys. And there's so many nuances to this. Like there's not one good answer to this question. Like everybody has body autonomy. We want to like increase the education piece and make sure it's informed. But like, I think it's impossible in my perspective to ask someone to let go of weight loss right away to do this work. Like, I I truly think it's like, it doesn't make sense to be like, you know what, like wait until you don't want weight loss and then we will work on (laughs) Right. Like no one would do this work, right? Because we're told over and over again that we do need weight loss. So I Mm -hmm. think it's like trying to hold space for a while for both of like, my desire for weight loss is still strong. Can I put this on the back burner so I can do this work? Because the truth is that like in my perspective, we have done the weight loss path over and over again. A lot of us have, right? Like mm-hmm. when you get to a point um, 
you've tried so many things. So trying that again, I mean, you can, you can choose to a hundred percent. Chances are it's going to lead to the same result. So if we're trying to do different, it's trying to see like, can I place that on hold for now? Can I put that in the back burner for now as I do this work, I explore the body shame. I explore my relationship to my body and body image from a different approach. Right. So it's just like trying to. Yeah. So for me and my work, what I did, because it just kind of, we, I, I noticed that my work was kind of sectioned into like, uh, food and like movement stuff. Like we, at a certain point, it was kind of categorized as those two things, um, because I was struggling with uh, having like morals around certain foods and then having like no movement, but wanting more of it. And so we kind of started focusing on that, but, um, I found that it was easier for me to talk about like food adjustments or like, how do I like cook more at home and like, let's, let's like break those steps down. And like, it was easier for me to find goals there than it was for me to be like, okay, what activity do I enjoy? How do I do more of that? Um, because more of my body shame was triggered around physical activity than it was around the foods I was eating. Um, so I think it's to your point. Yeah. If you want to pinpoint, like, I mean, you could break it down even smaller to be like, I just want to learn how to accept like a body part. Like, can I just find one thing about my body that I, that I appreciate or I, you know, again, you don't have to go into like, I love my arms, but I can have gratitude that they like allow me to pick things up and do these things, you know, like that's totally fine. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I'm like, this is going to be your actionable tip. Number six, gratitude (laughs) is your body. Mm-hmm. right like I think that's super helpful but yeah I, I love that I love that to break it down even more and and I guess my last question for you is that I think you've already answered this but just to like tie this knot beautifully if we are working through body shame and we're trying to get away from this space of like feeling really negative around our body and having a lot of shame around it like what would be the opposite of that like what is it that we aim for when we're looking to get away from that space yeah well so it's a toss up for me around the accept body acceptance and the body liberation. Um, like I, yeah. So body liberation to me just comes with freedom. Like when, for example, when I was able to work through food stuff and and like give myself permission to eat whatever the hell I want and not worry about it, I no longer was stressing about that every day for every meal or every snack or every dessert that I had. And that, that felt free. So body liberation to me is like, okay, I've worked up through this shame. I can set it over there and I, it doesn't impact me like that anymore. Um, or less, I guess, cause it might pop up sometimes. Um, <laughs> and body acceptance is, I feel it's more like how you, I don't, I don't know if it would be like, feel in your body or I guess it's kind of like this is my house and I accept that this is my house and I I will live here and I will like keep kind of learning how to shift where things where I need to shift them to feel like I 
am happy in my house. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like it's almost like the first, okay, no, never mind. I was going to try to go on the metaphor. I'm like, no, I'm going to go on a way that's going to sound sexual. So I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So liberation is really that freedom of just like my body is my body and like, we're just feeling free. There's like less thoughts around it, probably a little bit more joy around it too. Whereas acceptance is like almost like that step of like a little bit more neutral of like, it doesn't need to be super positive. It can just be, this is my body and accept that this is where my body is today. Like there's no, yeah. and I want to say for acceptance here. Cause I know, and I don't know if your clients say it that way, like acceptance can sound, um, really daunting for some people they feel like acceptance is giving up or settling or mm. blah, 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 blah 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 and it's not <laughs> body yeah. acceptance is not giving up it's not settling um there is this like thought in our society that if you're not continuously tr- striving for weight loss you're giving up on yourself right but it's not true. like that's just part of the same shame cycle right like when we are doing the work to have body acceptance it's really more about giving in on yourselves. Like it's really, really more about like you're doing this work for yourself. And like the only thing you're giving up on is like societal pressures and like all of the other things that are external to you. So you can truly connect more and be more present. Right. Yeah. Acceptance. It To me, it feels like acceptance comes first and liberation comes after. Yeah. So Agreed. yeah. So the acceptance piece is like, okay, I'm going to accept that my body is if we just use weight, I guess, as an, as the thing, like, I'm going to accept that my body is the weight it is today, but I'm still going to go do this hike, or I'm still gonna, you know, um, go play with my kids, or I'm still going to do, I'm going to go out on a date. Like, that's the thing of like, I accept that this is where I'm at. It doesn't mean that I have to settle at this place or that I have to like, feel like I'm giving up. Cause I'm not like somewhere else right now, but for the time being, this is where I'm at. And I don't want my life to be on pause because of that. Mm, I love that. All right. I think this podcast, I, I think, I know that this podcast was super helpful and I think we <laughs> talked a lot about really awesome things. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? where can we find you if people want to work with you or just learn from you? Where can people find you? Sure. So I have two um, different social media things. I have uh, my uh, therapy practice, which is rainy day therapy, LLC, um, on Instagram. And then I also run my own podcast called shame rebel, um, where stories like this and like tons of other topics, uh, around shame are, are talked about. Um, and that is just like, I think it's just at shame rebel on Instagram as well. Um, so yeah, like I post different resources. There are lots of stories um, out there that I think would resonate with folks. So if you want to check any of those out, that's where I'm at. That's awesome. And everything will be in show notes. So you can go check her out. So awesome. Let's finish with our fun questions. The first one is, what is your favorite food? Ooh. Um, oh, that's so tough. <laughs> I know. It's like... Oh. <laughs> Everyone, every single episode is like, this is the worst question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because growing up, it was always mac and cheese, but I feel like I've shifted that. But I honestly just like pasta in general. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a pretty solid, solid yeah. <laughs> food. Um, okay. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? I would teleport. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be really great during COVID times. I, I know. I would love to just get 
from point A to point B quickly, but more in like a travel kind of way and less in like a commute kind of way. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. I'm like, I don't want to get to work faster. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I want to get to Hawaii real fast. Right. <laughs> okay. I get you. I get you. Um, what is your favorite way to self-care? Um, I love getting massages. Uh, I finally got myself to a place along the giving permission thing uh, to give myself permission to have one every other week. So that that's been my goal for a really long time. And I just set myself up with that last month. So congratulations. Thanks. Also, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And then last question for you, what does balance mean to you? Ooh, um, hmm. balance. Oh, I, my, see, my brain's going everywhere. Um, I feel like balance is a mixture of that acceptance, but also like acknowledging that shitty things are going to happen or shitty things have happened. And that's just like, it's, it's there but also that we don't have to just sit in it and that there's this other side of things, whether it's neutral or positive or what have you, like it's just going to be there. I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was really awesome to have you here for everybody listening. All of her informations will be in the show notes so you can go stalk her (laughs) and we will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye. enjoyed this episode it was so great to connect with Katie and talk about this subject I feel like this is something that we need to talk more about and all the different layers of body shame and body grief and why we feel the way that we do around our body but again I hope that you were finding it helpful I hope that you got a ton from it let me know on Instagram DM me send me a DM let me know what you like and what other episodes you'd like to hear this podcast is for you every week we create free content for you because I want to make sure that you feel supported along your way with this free content. And if you want more, if you're ready to do the deep work, if you're ready to really be supported along the way, join the Bounce program where I can support you for six months and be your partner through this. All right, my friend, I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye.